This episode is brought to you by Bright Sellers. Okay, so if you guys know me, you know I love wine. You know that. I know that. I definitely know that. I love, love, love wine. I'm really excited to tell you guys about Bright Sellers because basically it's a personalized monthly wine subscription service, which is kind of the best thing ever. So it just shows up at your door. It shows up at your door and two MIT graduates developed an algorithm to use a short quiz to match you with your favorite wines and your personal taste, which is amazing. So once you receive your wine, you're able to rate and review your matches so you can kind of continue to get the wines you love. So I'm a rosé lover. I love like a dry, crisp glass of rosé. You could do like a Pinot Grigio, maybe like a red boulder wine. Anyway, it's amazing. Michael, I'm, I'm going to get you on board with this. I'm on board already. So each shipment includes fun wine quotes, wine hacks, and tips to help you improve your wine knowledge. So if you're not super knowledgeable about wine, that's fine because you can just learn about it and impress your friends and family. When you're checking out, don't forget to use the code brightsellers.com slash skinny for 50% off. That is crazy. 50% off. And how many do you get? You get four wines a month? You get four wines a month. And is that going to be able to hold you over? That's going to hold me over. The wines are $15 a bottle, which is kind of a step up from the grocery store, but they're still affordable. So you're getting some. some I love how they're doing everything now on subscription. They're making like life easier. It's so convenient. You could basically get everything on subscription now, like even your wine. This Amazing. Is, it's pretty crazy. I'm obsessed. Use brightsellers.com slash skinny for 50% off your first order. The following program is a podcastone.com presentation. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential. Him and her. Back in Mexico. Back in Mexico. Back in the saddle. Back in the saddle. I wasn't going to drink today. Show is back on track now that I'm back. We can actually get going again. Uh, it took a, The show took a dive there for a while without me. He likes to think it took a dive, and he's asked me ten times if anyone was tweeting about Jordan and my show. I, I think it was like radio silent. They're like, all, like, all I was like, where's Michael? Where's Michael? Like, that's no the best part of the show. Me. That's the best th- whole thing. Come on. I know everybody out there, I missed you. I hope you missed me. I was out. I was taking care of business. In Orlando, Florida, shout out to the home of Disney. I don't think anyone really noticed. I think everyone noticed. Everyone's like, wow, this, the show was really missing some heart. It was missing some soul. No, it was missing some... Anyways, pain. I'm back now, so we're, we're back at it again. We know you're back. We can tell. Okay, before we get started, though, we want to thank you guys for subscribing, listening, and rating our podcast. You're all amazing. We got really, really appreciate the reviews. And the messages that you guys send us on social media. Sometimes you guys will snap me messages like hanging out with your dog, listening to the podcast, or you're running, or you're driving, and you're listening to our podcast, and it's really amazing. If you guys have not rated or reviewed the show, please do so. Even if it's just one star to drop us a line and let us know we can continue to improve, please, please, please rate, subscribe, review. If you like the show, let your friends and family know so we can continue to grow the community. The awesome community. So, we're down here. I just want to apologize in advance because uh, if you're coming for value in this show, you're going to get some kind of vibe, but I don't know if it's going to be the typical type of show. We're, we're down here. We're down in Mexico. We're drinking margaritas right now. 
We're drinking we margaritas speak. with a pixie straw. The hotel that we're staying at, the one and only Palmia, had our favorite bartender standing with a tray of skinny margaritas and pixie straws, and it was just so thoughtful and amazing and on brand. Yeah, and to back up a little bit, we're not just down here running around. We're down here finally after years and years of trying and trying. I finally locked you down. We're down here to celebrate our wedding. Finally. And here's the thing. We're going to really get into our history in this podcast. So again, this is maybe not value that you can walk away with, but it's uh, hopefully you'll get a giggle out of it. We've been engaged for four years. So there's definitely... It's not been that long. Yes, it absolutely has, Michael Bostick. Four years. Time flies when you're having fun, huh? Yeah, it sure diddly does. (laughs) A lot of screaming fights, a lot of crazy girls, a lot of... uh, Well, not a lot of crazy girls. When I say that, I mean you. You've really turned up the crazy switch in the last month. Yeah. When you're planning a wedding by yourself, the crazy switch goes out the roof. She got so mad at me yesterday. She's like, you haven't been planning the linens or the flowers or the dishes or this. And I was like, yeah, of course. Like, why would you ever... like?" All of a sudden, am I going to transform into a different person and like become a linen connoisseur and, and start becoming a flower expert? Oh, you guys, no. he thought all the flowers for the wedding would be like $100. Yeah. Hey, listen. Getting in the flower game is not a bad idea. The markup on those things. Oh. Listen, you get a couple guys out there. He picks some weeds. He grabs some things from Ecuador or wherever, and then he brings them up here. That's not what they do. They don't pick some weeds from Ecuador. Wherever they get them from. I'm telling you, the markup on those, that's, it's bigger than drugs. Literally, I need to like consider like what we're doing on Saturday with your personality today. Listen, count your blessings. So what we kind of wanted to do in this show is just tell you guys a little bit about our relationship and where it started and how it began because it's kind of like an in-depth, um, long story. Really long. Really long. It's a song that never fucking ends. <laughs> Apparently. Did you think when you when you laid eyes on my handsome face when you were 12 years old that you'd be sitting here in Mexico getting married, podcasting? No, I wanted you to pass me the, the handball. You were holding a handball. The tetherball. I was a tetherball expert. Oh, some like to think so. So yeah, Lauren and I, we've had a wild ride. It's definitely not the traditional, or maybe it is. Maybe it's like going back to traditional. No, I feel like we've had a, a very un, non-traditional um relationship because yeah we met when we were 12 but there's been a lot more to the story than just meeting you know when we were 12 and like doing the whole dating in high school thing and then getting out and dating in college our relationship has a lot of dynamic a lot of layers um and I think that's what makes the best kind of marriage when you have a lot of different layers I mean I would be really bored with just one dimension yeah, no, I agree. I love when I like say something profound and you just say, yeah, I agree. No, I agree. Listen. I mean, no, I did listen. It's crazy, though, like to think about all the things that we've done together now. I mean, we've traveled the world together. We've done business together. We've been in a relationship together. We've like we've jaw been, surgery, jaw surgery. That's a whole chapter. <laughs> we've seen life, you know, we have a nephew now. We've seen death. We've seen, like there's been a million things that we've gone through together. We could write a whole fucking book or we could just do a podcast. We could do a podcast. So we invented start. a character called the Bare Naked Cucumber, who's... I feel like... Okay, I trademarked and branded him, but you're taking credit, which seems to be... Oh, you can, you can have that one. You okay, can have I him. will have that one. All right, let's change the subject for Michael's sake. Sometimes standing out is all about doing things differently than everybody else. You guys know I love a little flair. You like to do things differently, don't you? Yeah, I do. 
Sometimes it's just about wearing the right pair of shades, and sometimes it's doing both. So I want to let you guys know about the coolest company taking over the sunglass game right now. Diff, Diff. eyewear. Diff. Diff. Yeah, they're all over social media. So the ones that I like the best are the cruise style with the gold frames and red mirror lenses. Yep, and I've been wearing the dime style with the black frames and the gray lenses. I like to keep it clean and simple. These ones are legit. Of course you like the dime style. So Diff Eyewear offers stylish handmade sunglasses constructed with high-end materials, and they're only $50 a pair, which is insane. Every pair of the sunglasses sold, you get a pair of reading glasses to someone in need. That way you can catch up on all your reading lists that I provide, and you'll be able to see the words. Perfect. So do good, buy smart, be Diff. Go to diffeyewear.com slash skinny right now to get 15% off your purchase. That's diffeyewear.com slash skinny for 15% off. Enjoy. So let's kind of get into how we met. I'll let you tell the premise of it. Okay. So I'm in sixth grade. I'm doing my own thing. Playing four one. Yeah, I'm four one at the time. Playing handball. You know, holding hands on the uh, playground. I had a, a girlfriend at the time. Shout out to Lauren. It was another Lauren. I don't know why. And in walks in this blonde girl. You were fully developed. I thought you were the teacher. <laughs> Did you really think I was a teacher? No, but I mean, my jaw dropped because I, I was... I huge tits. I was used to looking at, you know, what women look like in sixth grade, right? So I was just like, you know, a little kid. And all of a sudden you walk in. And you're fully developed. And I think I hit puberty right there on the spot. Ew, you probably got a boner. And no, but I didn't, you know, it's funny when you walked in, I didn't even think about you. I was just like, okay, well, that's aggressive for sixth grade. But obviously I was attracted to you, but I was just like, okay, that's like not happening. That's out of my league. I, I didn't, I don't think I had the confidence I have now back then. I thought I looked a little oh. weird. You know, I was four one. I didn't really find my way. Only had one girlfriend before. You loved those striped shirts from Target's boys aisle. And you pursued me. I pursued you. The second I saw him, I was like, he is so cute. Like in a weird, like cute young way. Cause he had that step cut that everyone had, but it was like parted in the middle. You were the cutest 12 year old. Sometimes I like want to date you when you were 12. Like I have a weird, creepy obsession with you when you were 12. So you want to date a 12-year-old boy? Like, I want my kid to look just like you when you were 12. If he's only so lucky. Oh. So anyways. The confidence I dumped. Changed. I dumped my... Yeah, the confidence has changed. <laughs> I dumped my then-girlfriend, Lauren. A different Lauren. Sorry, Lauren. I dumped her right on the spot. No, you didn't. Oh, wait. That's, oh, let me back up. Later. No, you, uh, someone said through the grapevine, hey, Lauren Everts, that fully developed, big-titted blonde girl, she wants to date you. I called up Lauren the other Lauren, after, and I said, hey, we're through, and then I called you up, and we went on a date. To Star Wars. To Star Wars. Um, and we were known for making out in movie theaters. Yeah, we were known for making out, we were getting frisky, we were getting froggy. We was would doing, make out literally the whole movie. Yeah, the whole movie. Some of the parents from the school would show up and sit in the back and watch us, which, first of all, that's fucking creepy, okay? <laughs> what were you doing back there watching us making out? We're little kids. We're just trying to have a good time. It's not like we're doing anything about making out. The, the parents would sit in the back and watch us and then tell our parents. And I remember talking... Our parents were cool, though. They were like... Yeah, I remember talking to my dad, and he's like, what the hell is that parent doing in the back watching you guys? They literally were hanging like gargoyles off the ceiling with magnifying glasses staring at us. It was so weird. That's a whole different podcast, though. <laughs> so... There we were, 
two young lovebirds. It was like a story out of the notebook. You know, you went away, I went away. Actually, it I was not the story. I actually don't remember how the notebook went, so I just know that girls like that, that shit. That is literally sick that you just said Okay, that. it wasn't out of the notebook. But whatever, it was right. Like, everyone wants to know, like, why you know what the notebook is. Of course, every guy knows what the notebook is. But I think I forgot the whole storyline. So, okay. okay, it wasn't like the notebook. Something just, I didn't remember it. I'm not, I don't have Alzheimer's and I'm not dead yet. Okay. Um, and I'm not telling a story to my great-grandson. Is that, isn't that how it goes? Michael, let's get to the point. So, anyways, we dated. We dated through 6th, 7th, 8th grade. And I know people don't think it's fucking serious then. Even Lauren didn't take it serious then. Like yeah, people you, joke around actually. Oh, you dated in sixth and seventh and eighth grade. People didn't take it. Yeah, people didn't take it seriously. But I swear to God, and this is I'm gonna get romantic here for a minute to win some brownie points. I swear to God, I knew in seventh and eighth grade that I wanted to marry Lauren. And if you go on my Instagram and you scroll like a creep, like that's a like like, that's- like hundreds of weeks back, you'll see a black and white photo of Lauren and I when we were 12, 13 years old. At the fair. At the fair. And I knew then that I was going to marry, and, and I was sure of it. And it's weird, it's weird because I don't know, um, I would never give like relationship advice or give marriage advice to anybody. And I, and I dealt with a lot of my friends that are in relationships and asked me. It's, it, it's one of those weird things. I swear to God, like when you know, you know. And I knew. How come I didn't know? <laughs> because it took some convincing. But I knew. And I and I don't think I don't think it's one of those things in a relationship where both people have to know. I think one person has to know, and if you can convince the other person that what you know is right, then that's all you need. Our friend Steve would call that manipulative. What? Listen, one reason is good of another. Okay. But it's true. I knew. He knew. You knew in six. I knew. No, maybe not in six, but I knew like in seventh. Because every girl I dated after that, and I'm sorry if I, anybody. I don't think anybody listens that I dated. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. But. I never took any other relationship outside of this one seriously. Oh. And that's my, that's like me being, it's not, it's not because I didn't care. I'm a bad guy. It's just because like, I didn't, I knew that I was, didn't want that. I knew that I was looking for something else. I think your fake engagement ring is cutting the circulation off to your brain, which is why you're getting so romantic right now. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Um, so we dated in sixth and seventh and then kind of in seventh grade, there's eighth graders. So in middle school, so it's seventh and eighth graders and there starts to be older guys. You don't say. (laughs) And, um, I was bossy in seventh grade, I would say. Would you? Yeah. If you, if you looked at our, like the, the me in seventh grade disgusts me. Not right, nice. like You're he's so a cute. he was a whiny little like woe is me, a little bit too emotional, a little bit like you know I went through this like I went through the whole like you know punk rock phase. You're wearing, you wore like, the same sweater every single yeah, day. Yeah, I went through that whole deal and like got way too fucking emotional. And like the me now would kick the shit out of me then. Okay, you were literally like. 13. But so, anyways, you went off rightly so because I was being an emotional little bitch probably. And you, she, Lauren met some older guys. She went off, broke my heart, my seventh grade heart, threw me in the gutter. Wait, wait, wait. Before that, though, just for the record, so I don't sound like a complete cold-hearted bitch, I made Michael a scrapbook in seventh grade that was all these pictures, and I saved all our movie stubs. And if you can imagine, we like to make out a lot, so there was about six million movie stubs. I saved all of our pictures, pictures of our friends, and I put it together in this scrapbook. And it's so funny when your mom pulls out the scrapbook because she still has it. Remind me that I have to get that thing out of the back page. But when she pulls it out, I did like a blog for you. 
in seventh grade. I put together like a blog. It was like writing and pictures, but in a scrapbook. And then at the end of the scrapbook, I proposed. So are you claiming that you were blogging in, two, in, in like 1995? I was technically blogging in 1995. Technically. But the point is, is that I proposed to you with, what's that thing that you'd like? You know, that should have been the red flag there when, when, you know, most guys, if they get a proposal from a girl, like you proposed to me when we were in eighth grade, like it should be like, whoa, psycho, but I was into it. Yeah. I actually proposed to him at the end and I said, I said, I wrote Michael Bostick and Lauren Everett's and it was like this beautiful piece of like but then what'd paper you do? with a chapel on it. But then what did you and do? And then the date had question mark on it. But then what did you do? I need to get that from your mom. Down here then you left me for the I mean, older guys. He, he, you guys, he talks about this every day. Okay. So, anyways, yeah, I'll on and off. Story. On and off. You know, you left me. Oh, but we could back up a little bit. So, we, Lauren and I used to get pretty hot and heavy back then. And um, what does that mean, Michael? You know, I was trying as best as I could. I don't know if I knew what I was doing, but I was trying as best I could. Oh, you to forgot get. to tell them the story. Yeah. So I was gonna. So one day, do you remember when I snuck over to your house? I, I remember, crystal clear. So I snuck over to your house. I snuck over to Lauren's house when her dad wasn't there. It was during school. It was during school. And work. Like, so it was like 12. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was like 1 in the afternoon. So I creeped inside and I started trying to get down to business. As I, as I would, I was pretty... Just so you guys can imagine this time, I had a Titanic Leonardo Kate Winslet poster on my ceiling. Just so you can... Do you remember that? You do. Yes. You were jealous of Jack, I feel like. No, I was Jack pretty much after you left me for the eighth graders. I was left in the ocean freezing to death. Okay, so he comes to my house in the middle of the afternoon when my dad wasn't there and you wanted to get frisky. I did want to get frisky. I managed to get the bra off. You got the bra off. I got down to my underpants. Ew, that was so creepy. She denied me every way possible, but I was trying. Listen, and if, if, it was, if you could get an A for effort back then, I got an A++. So anyways, denied, denied, denied. I'm trying, trying, trying. She's saying no, no, no. That sounds a little rapey, but you were saying no. And then, and then I heard the sound that only, like that strikes fear into any young man's heart was the sound of her dad's car pulling into the driveway. So... We gotta have we're gonna have Brad on the show someday to talk about God. My dad God. wants to come on. Yeah, yeah, he's got to come on. So, anyways, Brad, if you're listening, I know you love this story. Tells it every day. He tells it every day. He's so I'm in my I'm in my underpants. I'm scrambling around. I'm freaking out. There's, you guys were 13. There, I'm 13. There's only one way to get out of the house. No, there's two ways. One, you fly off the balcony and break both your legs and, and lay in the driveway. You considered it. Uh, or two, you have to run down the stairs, past the garage, past the dad. That would have. No, which would have been the smartest for you? So I'll get into that. So I, so here's the thing. I go and I hear your dad and I get in the closet and you decide to get, for some reason, I'm like, okay, I'm safe in the closet. Like, I'm fine. Like, nobody's, <laughs> nobody's going to think to look for me here. You get in the closet with me, which I still to this day have no idea why you did that. I wasn't thinking it through. You don't say. <laughs> so... I'm, I, it's one of those closets like out of like the movie Halloween where you can like see through the little slits. Like you know? a horrible closet, like from like nineteen like seventy. And I'm in there holding all my clothes. I'm in my underpants. I'm crouched down. I'm four foot one. I'm freaking the fuck out. You didn't need to crouch at four one. I look through the little blind and I see your little sister Faye. Who got how, how old was she at the time? She's probably like seven or eight. Yeah, and Faye has a monocle attached to her when she. Was and she's little. like Inspector Gadget. Oh yeah. So she's looking under the bed. She thinks she thinks Lauren's like playing hide and seek, and I'm sitting there like, oh my god. So the dad comes home. He knows Lauren's there because he can hear us banging around and he knows she's there. 
And just as I feared, he ripped the closet door open. It and flew off the hinges. It flew off the hinges. And he says, Lauren? Michael? And grabbed my 13-year-old, 4'1", 100-pound body and flailed me out of the closet. I've never been more scared in my life. And screamed. Screamed, yelled. He threw me in the no, car. he said, Lauren, you're going to fucking boarding school. Yeah, so Lauren's going to boarding school. I think I'm going straight to hell. Um, I think I'm literally going to die. So he throws me in his car. I'm still in my underpants. And he drops me down the street at the local mall in my underpants. So I'm getting my clothes on. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm fucked. I'm fucked. I call my dad for fatherly advice. I tell him everything that happened. And all I can hear on the other end of the line is a huge bellowing laugh. Cackling. Cackling with the words, why didn't you jump off the balcony, idiot? So there's two, there's, it's just funny how that works. It's like the, the girl's parents were saying, you're going to boarding school, you're fucked, you're done, like you're in big trouble. My dad said, why didn't you jump off the balcony and, did, and laughed. I think he was actually kind of proud of me. Then my parents threatened another school for me, which that didn't work. Your parents called my parents. And then we had to do therapy talks. Yeah. We were sneaking. You got punished, school. right? Like you, had a, you probably got grounded. I went home and played um, Mario Kart. Yeah, Michael, I got grounded. I took the fall on that one. So after that... I got a game of Mario Kart and a big case of blue balls. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, after that whole um, sitch, we uh, broke up. I went for the older guy. What did you do? I rolled around. With your blue balls. No, at that time I was solving the case of my blue balls. How so, Michael? Shout out to all the case solvers that helped me along the way. <laughs> I, pre- I appreciate sick. it. That's sick. So I, I started dating this older guy. Um, All right, so we'll skip past that. She dated this older oh, guy for a while. Talk about that story. No, I'm just okay. kidding. I'm not that insecure. Yeah, she was dating a guy. I dated a few girls. I dated one girl, then I dated Is another girl. Is that what girl. you call him, dating? Yeah, dating. Okay. So, dating, and then dating. Um, huh. we both went to college, went our separate ways. Wait, you have you just skipped high school. Yeah, because high school, we just dated around. You can't do that to them. You can't let me Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we did hook up and on and off through high school. Do you want to disclose that? Oh, yeah. I guess we could disclose that now. I mean, fuck, we're getting married, so. Yeah, we hooked up in high school every now and then. And I feel like you, I don't know, it was like indifferent there. What do you think about high school? Okay, so not my proudest moments, but every time I would, like if I was with somebody or not with somebody, more than not with somebody, it's not. this is what I've talked about in previous podcasts where I've not my proudest moments, but... I think, it, I think people will maybe not forgive me, but understand it now. Every time Lauren would come around, I would do my best to try to convince her to come back, to come to the side. And not in the pathetic way, I don't think, in high school. Just more in no, a way it like... it wasn't pathetic. It was more in a way like any time, like... At, at this time, thank the God... The door was open. Yeah, I was like, the door's open, come back when you want. I never, like, no matter what she was going through in her life or what she was doing, closed that door on her. I always wanted her to think, like, if she, when she decided to grow, like, a brain in her head. I thought I was like too cool for school I feel like so I just waited for her to get like the stupid out of her head oh my god and, and realize what like what she was with. what she was missing people are feeling bad for me no they're not they're feeling good for you you're, you're in fucking Cabo right now enjoying a margarita doing a podcast <laughs> okay anyways so every time she would come back I would say welcome to it come on back welcome to it at that time I actually I don't know about that we we had a couple limo buses you had a couple drinks in high school. What's up with high school kids in limo buses? That probably doesn't no, happen anymore I, with Uber. The reason kids like limo buses in high school is because it's a way to get away from all the parents and you can drink and the limo driver just kind of is quiet about it. 
which is really dangerous if you think about it now. But anyways, I dated a couple other guys in high school. You dated a couple other girls. And we went off to college. Um, I went to San Diego State and Michael went to U of A. And Shout out to the Thundercats. Oh, no, Wildcats. I don't even know. I forget. Thundercats? <laughs> you know what? I was thinking of that show, the Thundercats. I, I was like the least school spirit guy ever. I don't think I ever went to one basketball or football you game. You were the warden in your fraternity, so let's let's just... I was SAE. Yeah, because you know why? The warden got the best benefits. I was basically running part of a business Oh gosh. before gosh. I was even in a business. I showed up. I think I was the youngest. I know this like frats are kind of douchey, but I showed up, and somehow my sophomore year got elected to a high position, and I had all these pledges under me, and I'd have them running around. Um, anybody that went to U of A with me knows. And so like, it was great because if they were ever late, go get beer. If they were ever this, go like, I remember I would, I would lay in my, um, room and have them bring up a lawn chair and carry me down the stairs like King Tide every day. That's and, a little um, much. It sounds like you manipulated the fraternity. Like you manipulated. I had it me. running like a business, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's great. And then we got Weston who works with me. He got the house manager. So then we got all like the house funds to buy the tools and all you this stuff. You guys are the art of word, the fraternity. Yeah. I was in charge of like the older guys. It was weird. I don't know. I, I always laughed to myself at night. I was like, no, why would they? Why would they ever do that? But anyways, anyways that's a side. Story. So yeah, U of A. I went to U of A. Just took it easy out there, you know. Right. <laughs> okay. So if you guys have read the Skinny Confidential for a while, you know that I have talked about this company a lot. It is one for every girl. It's called Soul Society. So it's it's soul like the shoe, S-O-L-E. It's based in LA, but it's also a .com. So soulsociety.com, it's a shopping destination for kind of head-to-toe looks that are super trendy, but not like tragically trendy. Kind of the perfect in-between trendy. They carry their own brand of shoes, handbags, and accessories, and they also carry brands like Vince, Lucky Brand, Dulce Vita. I love Dulce Vita. And their quality. I'm so sick of getting stuff in the mail that's not quality. Soul Society always has quality pieces that are made to last more than one season because no one wants to spend a bunch of money on something that just lasts for one season. And they're all at prices that won't break the bank, which I always try to kind of share. I never want to go like too expensive. Everyone wants something that's a deal that's cute and chic. Free shipping on all orders, $50 or more at soulsociety.com. Use the promo code SKINNY for 15% off your first purchase at soulsociety.com. That's SKINNY for 15% off. So Michael comes back from college and he's with one of my friends from high school. And I was a waitress. You know what this reminds me of? Uncle Remus's story time. Cool. It's a story time. This is a different format. I like it's it though. It's a different format. Bear with us, guys. We're, you know. We're, we're in Cabo. We're getting married. What can you do? We're having a margarita. So Michael comes back from college and he comes into the restaurant that I'm waitressing at. Now, this is my dad's restaurant at the time and I think I was 19 and I'm waitressing and we had to wear the ugliest outfits. Do you remember the outfit or no? Nope. It was horrendous. It was a brown maxi skirt with a baggy black shirt and a huge headband. It was like horrendous. So I find you pretty in whatever you wear. Oh, thanks, honey. <laughs> I'm racking up the points. So I'm waiting on Michael now. And I really didn't I didn't care to wait on you. I was like, you know, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to school. I'm waitressing. And somehow your friend convinces me that I need a fake ID and I needed to meet him later. 
my I'm, friend was selling fake IDs? Yeah, it sounds, sounds like sounds like some scheme I'd be key. involved in. How do you not remember this? Oh, I do remember this now. Okay, yeah. So you guys go to another restaurant and I meet you for the fake ID. How do you not remember this? Oh, I didn't. No, you didn't meet me. You were meeting him. I was, I was on meeting a, him. I was like kind of on a date. Michael was on a date. So I went and met my friend to get my fake ID when I was 19 or maybe it was 20. And Michael was there and you guys, I had braids in my hair with no makeup and my brown maxi skirt with my baggy black shirt and a huge headband. And I, I was just going to grab the ID and go home. Didn't happen. Well, yeah. So I was on a date. And um, at the time, I was like just running around, having a good time, doing my own thing. Wasn't thinking about Lauren. And then you showed up. And I think I left the date. And I went with you. You not only left the date. You left the date in front of the date. So the date. I was. I'm so like. You owe a lot of people apologies. I owe a lot of. You need a carrier pigeon to go around and send notes to everyone that you owe an apology to. I was the worst. Honestly, I was the worst. I was ruthless. Yeah, you were bad. You know what, though? I probably... Like, here's, here's my thing no, with guys. No, take accountability. No, no, no. I am taking accountability. I was bad. But here's the thing with guys. I think more guys should be like that and more girls. Like, if it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen. And, like, don't drag somebody along. At least I never dragged any... Well, I didn't drag too many people along. All right, let's just if move on. If you were a car, you had 20 cans hanging off your car. Let's just move along. Okay, so anyways, I was in a relationship at this point with a surfer that was super chill and um, go with the flow kind of guy. So I pick up my ID and Michael and I start drinking a little bit, but we're with a group of people. And somehow he ends up at my house sleeping on my couch. I picked up a couple moves between... No, but you didn't get that many moves because I woke up in my bed and you woke up on the couch. Well, now that we're getting married, I can be honest. Okay. Before you had your jaw surgery, you snored like a fucking chainsaw. Yeah, I had a lot going on before my jaw surgery. And... Like, no, how loud? Like, tell everyone how loud. It's... No, I'm not kidding. Like a chainsaw. Do an example, just for everyone. Like Texas Chainsaw Massacre coming... Did I do an example? No. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like that, <laughs> like like that. Used to, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre coming out of the woods. I don't like, understand about why you were turned you. on with my brown skirt and my snore. Well, the snore was a little much, which is hence why you found me on the couch. But yeah, no. Then like you know, obviously one thing led to another. I'm kind of glazing ahead now. No, you, are, you can't do that to people. You have to give right, them the story. Well. So after that, I was like, okay, this is just like one night you slept on my couch. Bye. So my friend invites me to Vegas for her birthday, and it was a huge limo bus of us all going to Vegas. Now. Just so you guys can understand, Michael and I were always in the same group in high school. So it was it was like he was in the guy group and I was in the girl group. So this group that was going for a birthday was was the guy and girl group. And I didn't want to go because I was trying to reconcile with the guy I was dating, the surfer. So I was like on the fence. So Michael sends me this text when I'm at work in my brown skirt. And basically it was like this paragraph text saying like, Listen, like, I know you don't want to go to Vegas, but, like, come to Vegas because I promise it'll be fun. Do you remember that? That sounds like three sentences. And it sounds no, like... it was long. It was a long paragraph. Don't try to get out of it. Anyways. No. <laughs> I'm very smooth. You were smooth. You and were it smooth. worked. So then the next thing I know, I'm on a limo bus to Vegas with all my friends and guy friends from high school. And I'm dancing in a tiara on a bar. And the next thing I know, I wake up to Michael Bostick with a tiara on my head and a little champagne next to me. So, um, after that, we kind of just stayed in Vegas and, and, you know, had fun. We stayed in Vegas and had a lot of fun and I tricked her into falling back in love with me. I think 
one reason is as good as another. I swear to God. Like, people, like, you know, like I was saying the other day, like, everything works. You just got to, like, test, test, test. And I'm going to do, I'm going to do a little business thing here. Like, honestly, like, I really applied how I am in everything in my life to how I am in this relationship, which, and when I was chasing, it was like, honestly, like, patience and persistence and, like, not taking no and just, like, going and going and, like, the belief that you can do something. And I know that sounds weird because you're like, like, it sounds weird because I'm being applying to a relationship, but like it worked, right? And I think way too many people give up way too easily when it comes to relationships. You don't want to be that like creepy person that's forcing your will on someone. Like there's a lot of time there between seventh or eighth grade where, you know, and where we, when we started dating again, which is like what in our 20s, mm-hmm. right? So like say eight years, but for eight years, I'm not creepy. I'm not pushing myself. And, and like girls and guys should listen to this. If somebody's not receptive, which you weren't at the time, don't push yourself on them. Don't tell them that they have to be with you. Don't force yourself. Like honestly, if it's, if it's one of those things that's meant to be and if it's it, it, like it's going to be. And if it's not, then stop wasting your time and stop stressing over it. But, and this is like to get a little deep and to have a little bit of relationship advice. I see so many people that just want something to happen right now and they want to force their will and their feelings on somebody else. And the reason I think that it worked for me in this situation with you, and you could disagree with me if you want or tell me why, I never forced that on you. I just did things to try to convince you in a, in a way that it, it was your decision and not mine. Okay, but here's what you really did that convinced me, and anyone should take notes. The real thing he did that convinced me to fall in love with him was when I was at work in my brown skirt, and you would come stay at my house. And what did you do? Oh, this is the number one thing. This is the number For one guys thing. guys that are listening. <laughs> this convinced me I was done after I this. got the dog, Pixie, who is a total bitch to me when she first met me. Like, bit his legs. Bit my Hated him. Hated me. I got her to fall in love with me. And if anybody if anybody knows now, like, Pixie is like my appendage. She won't leave my side. So Pixie would bite his face off every time she saw him. And then I started to notice as I came home that each time I would come home, she was laying closer to him, closer to him, closer to him. Pixie's like me. It takes her a while to wrap her head around someone. She needs to trust them. It took a. It takes a good couple months. To this get just in. reminded me too. You know what? It's funny because I graduated college early. A lot of people don't know that. I graduated in three and a half years, and I swear to God, it's not because I'm some brainiac. I'm like honestly a C, D, B student, but and I was fine to stay out in Arizona and fuck off. But when I started coming back and visiting you. I wanted to get out of school so bad that I figured out a way to manipulate the system. I think honestly, like, it sounds any, like you're really manipulating. If any of my counselors are listening, I took like, I, I got like fake intern credits. I did like work experience credits. I got people to take my classes for me. I got people to write my papers for me. I didn't learn shit that last year. I just bailed out just so, to be with you. If you're in school, don't listen to Michael. Okay, so he would throw the ball for Pixie every single day, and slowly but surely, she would come closer to him. So one night, I came home. This, I would say this is like four months into us dating, kind of. Honestly, though, if you are Pixie listening to Michael, the person that figures out to do what I did and get out of there like that, that's the person I want working for me. Okay. Not the person that's just going to duck their head down and go through okay, it. So Michael's accepting job applications. I'm accepting people that are creative and clever. Okay, but you need to like explain how you manipulated the chihuahua because chihuahuas are very hard to manipulate, as you know. Well, it's just like, you know... Kind of like a woman. Kind of like a woman. Pixie's like kind of You like kind of throw the ball out there. The old ball. The old ball. See what she doesn't like it throw, at first. Throw a couple kernels. Maybe she, maybe she scratches at it and barks and bites and bitches. But then like over time, you know, maybe you, you. I fed her a little bit. What does your dad say about cats and women? Well, cats and no. Listen, 
My dad told me a long time ago, if you want to figure out a woman, get a cat and get the cat to like you. Yeah, you did that with Pixie. So then I started to kind of like him, I guess, four months <laughs> Yeah. After about eight years, she started to like me again. So. so so, we just kind of dated. He was at school. I was at school. One thing I would say to any girls out there is what I've always done in a relationship is I've always done my own thing. I've never put my life into a man. And I think that I've, I've seen that example through my dad. My dad was single for a while, and I saw him date a lot of women. And they would be so clingy to him and so kind of... I don't want to say the word desperate, but it was desperate. And they, they made their whole entire existence and their life and their job about my dad. So when I left the house, I really utilized that as an example to just have my own thing, be in my own lane. Even if I, you know, I'm just waitressing, not that there's anything wrong with waitressing. It's like you, you just focus your energy towards what you're doing. It doesn't have to be big, huge, grand. You just, you have your own life. And I think that that makes for a good relationship. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think where I've failed in the past, regardless of if, you know, in relationships, is I need somebody that is doing something outside of me, right? Like, I'm not one of those. And, and listen, not every guy is the same and not every girl is the same. Some guys and girls really want to be needed and really need that validation and really need, like, people to make everything about them. And I, and I think, you know, you do you, that's fine. I'm not going to pass judgment on that. But for me, like... I actually don't want a girl that's so into what I'm doing all the time, right? Like Lauren gets a little frustrated with me sometimes because I think I go to the extremes of that. Like I'll go to Orlando for work and I'll go there for four days and I'm working and I don't need to be in constant communication. I don't either. But when you were a week away from the wedding, you got to send me a text to ask how I'm doing or I'm going to cut you when you're yeah, sleeping. Well, that's the lesson learned. Good. But no. And so I think, but, but I, and I think if you don't have something going on and you and you it, it you would you know maybe be a little bit more needy. So I think it's it's important to have something outside of the person you're with. You don't. It doesn't have to be a job. It can be a hobby. It could be anything. Remember, my grandma gave us advice. She said, "You could be the president of the fucking knitting said, club. I don't care." The guy needs to have his own thing. The girl needs to have her own thing, and then you need to have something together. Yeah. So and what I, do we have together? We have a lot of things together. Chihuahuas. Reading. Podcasting. Podcasting. Um, going crazy. Going crazy. There's a lot of different things. Traveling. We travel a lot together. Travel. Yeah, outside and inside. You gotta have both. We like to play too. We like to ride bikes. We like. I mean, we like to do like. Um, I beat you in tennis every second. Yep. Um, he thinks he beats me, but he doesn't. You never beat me in tennis. Remember when you went skiing and you thought you were gonna beat me at skiing? We and like you, to and ski. you went down the greens the whole time. Okay. Well, I had just had jaw surgery, so I was a little apprehensive about going down a double black. Well, we're going in January, so we'll see now because the jaw surgery's been over a year pro. and a half. Okay, we'll see. Okay, I think I might snowboard. Okay, Sunny Bono. <laughs> That's so. Fucked oh, was that up. fucked up? Okay, so, um, where were we? We dated. So Michael. I want her back. You want me, me back. Michael moved back. He moved into his parents' house. For you a got rid bit. of all those other jokers. Got rid of the jokers. You sorry, your... jokers, if you're listening. I actually like the jo- some of the jokers, so sorry. That's not nice. You're I rude. Not nice. Your theme is rude today. You chose right. Okay. Congratulations. Like you know, if it was like pick. We got it. No, it's like if you you know that remember that game show where you pick behind door number one, uh, two, and three. It. We got it. Whichever door I was behind, you it. hit the jackpot. Mm, Congratulations, good. you won the grand prize. Okay. So anyways, I convinced her that... Um, you moved back in with your parents, and I think that's a whole story in itself. So yeah, I came back from school, and I was actually kind of like doing my own side hustles back then. I was remodeling a house. 
Uh oh, hold, hold on. Hold on, we gotta answer that. I Here, think I think it's our, our tequila and almonds. Hey everybody, I'm Heather Dubrow. And I'm Dr. Terry Dubrow. Every Friday, check out my podcast, Heather Dubrow's World. We also have a brand new show, The Dr. and Mrs. Guinea Pig Show, every Tuesday. So don't forget iTunes and Podcast One. Tune in to Dr. and Mrs. Guinea Pig on Tuesdays at Heather Dubrow's World every Friday. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Sorry about that, we got our spicy nuts. Nuts are the theme in this show. Yeah. Are you going to do a shot or so, are you going to stick your tongue in a shot? No, I'm going to take my shot, but I can't do it on this podcast or I'm going to be putting my head in the table. No, you aren't. You had one. So where, where were we? We're doing side hustles. <laughs> we're doing this. <laughs> um, what are we talking about? I don't know, but you're doing a shot of tequila. I think everyone would, would want us to have a shot of tequila because we're celebrating our wedding. Yeah, we are. So have a spicy. We're excited to have you guys celebrating with our wedding. Yeah, so we're going to take you guys along on Snapchat. My Snapchat handle is at Lauren Everett. It's L-A-U-R-Y-N-E-V-A-R-T-S. Mine is Michael Bostick. Michael Bostick with two S's. B-O-S-S-T-I-C-K. That's how you do it. Yeah, so make sure you guys are following along on Snapchat because you're going to see the whole entire wedding. Not the ceremony. We're going to keep that private. Kevin is going to kill us. Our producer, Kevin, he's like, where the hell is the sound file? I know he's got like, honestly, like any, any bad quality for this show is on us because we are just, we no, I think it's fun. I think it's different. Okay. So we've discussed skin issues before and some of you have asked me about acne treatments. So I am happy to let you guys know that BioClarity is your answer. If you have zits, you have acne, you got to try this. It's created by nature and powered by science. And it's a new acne treatment that's designed specifically for young adult skin. I feel like a lot of you guys are young adults. Sometimes our hormones go crazy. I know when, um, you know, I was 18, I used to get pimples all the time. Now I just get them now and then. And whenever I do get them, I use BioClarity. It's clinically proven to clear up acne blemishes and help maintain fresh, glowy, clear, confident skin. 90% of clinical study patients report a reduced number of blemishes and would recommend it to friends. Three easy steps, cleanse, treat, and restore. Quick, easy, efficient, just how I like it. So what are you waiting for? Clear skin today, just go to bioclarity.com. The Skinny Confidential listeners will get their first month for only $9.95. That's a $20 savings, and it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. All you need to do is enter my code SKINNY. Anyways, we were when you were living at your parents' house. Yeah, so I got back from school, was an independent man, kind of, living in Arizona, doing my own thing, and I had to come back and live in my parents' house. And at the time, then, a lot of people don't know my background, um, I just got my ass kicked doing a residential remodel out in Tucson. Shout out to Colonia Street. I was out there by Cactus Moon. I don't know if any of you people know about that in Tucson. And I came back and was working on a commercial medical building, realized I hate doing build-outs, or at least I hate it at the time. I think I might actually like it now. That's about the time... Me and my dad, we had the idea to do like kind of like a side business for a small company called Jet Better, which we hope would be a small company, which is now one of our biggest companies, um, which is why I was in Orlando last week. It's funny because a lot of people didn't see a lot of that struggle. Like obviously like the social media wasn't as prominent back then. I mean, when Facebook first came out, I think you could only use it if you were in college. Did you use it in college? No. I used it like towards the end. I was more of a MySpace yeah. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Not surprised though. 
So yeah, we did all that, and then um, I came back primarily to be with Lauren. Who knows where my life would be if you weren't here? I'd probably be in the gutter at Cactus Moon. Yeah, the gutter <laughs> at Cactus Moon. Ladies' night Wednesdays. I actually short story about Cactus Moon. I actually saw a guy get knocked out and run over by a truck. This in Cactus is not Moon. about our relationship, and no. I'm getting married okay. on Saturday, so I would appreciate if you would move the, the perspective. All the T Lokes out there know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. Shout out to the Tucson Lokes. So Michael came back. He was living at home. I was living with um, a couple of psycho roommates at the time. One had scabies. One was addicted to fentanyl patches. And the other one had this thing where I wasn't allowed to touch her drawer. That was That's a whole different podcast. But I totally did the whole like roommate thing. I was living paycheck to paycheck. I think I was making like $800 a month. Paying for school, just really bored and uninspired. You guys know that story. And Michael and I would just hang out. Like you, would, I feel like you just come over. I come over to your house. We had Pixie, pretty mellow. Yep, I was building Jetped. You were. I was waitressing. Waitressing. And then I got a job as a bartender, which was right next to your parents' house, which was convenient. And right when I got the job, Michael decided to move downtown, which was forty-five minutes away. See, I had to give it to her because. That sounds so perverted. No, I mean, I had to punish you a little bit because you made me wait eight years. So I was like, you know what? Now I'm going to, you know, I started doing, I started doing a little better. Started doing a little bit of marketing. Started, you know, selling some beds. Started peacocking. Started doing a little investing. And I got a place downtown and I made it hard on you. But here's the thing, you guys. The place needed so much help. In the we call it the brown place because it was it all the, brown. No, we call it the brown crest because he didn't know how to decorate. So he moved into the brown crest. <laughs> You had bad taste. Yeah. Just let's admit it. And then... We partied downtown. We kind of went through the party stage, go out, have fun. And then we both started getting real serious about our businesses. Yeah. That's around the time, like, you know, uh, for the like, I've always been an ambitious person. I'm running around. I'm seeing people making it. I'm, I, I met a lot of really interesting people down there. Some good, some bad, some great, some not so great. I just kicked it up a notch, really wanted to, like start putting my you know myself out there and, and, and making a name for myself and that's and and that's around the time Lauren started doing her blog as well and you took me out to Morton's one night and we were having oysters and champagne and I was like I really want to do this idea that I have about the skinny confidential and he said no no you didn't just take me one time you took no, me 50 took, times okay, to 50 this is like the 80th time but we were in Morton's and you said over, over oysters pull the trigger yeah, I said the same thing I say now. I said, launch, who cares? Get it out there, do it quick, see what people say. Listen, there's there's so many people, and then we'll get a little bit of business now to get outside. Here of he this. goes, he can't. There's help so many people there's so many people out there that'll sit there and they'll constantly and you know who you are, you'll you'll give yourself an excuse to not do something because there because something can go wrong or something might not be right, or it's too early, or it's too late, or there's too much competition, or there's too little competition, whatever the hell it is. If there's so it's so easy to give an excuse about why not to do something, and really, everyone can win too. It, anyone can win. It doesn't just because someone's doing something really great doesn't mean you can't come into the market and do it better or just as good. No, and here's the thing. I promise. Let's let's say you do something, you completely fucking bite the dust and fail. You're gonna learn so much so that the next thing you do, you have a better chance of doing that well. Um, this constant fear of being scared to pull the trigger and, and, and not take the plunge and not do the jump is like it's holding everybody back. And I'm not saying everybody that, that, that means everybody needs to start their own business. This, this could be applied to anything. If, you, if you're thinking about doing something, just fucking do it. So just like you did in our relationship, just do it. 
Just yeah. manipulate the dog. It might take a long time. It might take eight years. It might fail for a long time. It might have to deal with some fucking joker older guys. All right. You guys know I spend a ton of time researching beauty. The good, the bad, the ugly, the trends, what works, what doesn't. You guys get it. So today I'm excited to talk about BeautyCon Box because it's a real deal. It's quick and efficient to the point. Basically, it's $150 worth of product for $30. It's a subscription box that's delivered straight to your door each season. So efficient. Some of my favorites in the box are the Flutter Lash and the Ofra Liquid Lipstick. Okay, so you save $20 if you sign up for the annual payment plan. This means you can pay the total cost of the entire year in boxes. If you're more of a seasonal girl, you can pay each month for the box and shipping costs. Amazing. Check out beautycon.com slash box to sign up today. And of course, we have a discount code for you guys. It's boxbuzz for 20% off. That's beautycon.com slash box. Discount code boxbuzz for 20% off. So can, can we wrap this up? Because this is going on forever. Can, so he proposed. So I proposed. But when he proposed, at this point, I had saved up enough money to move out on my own. I had the Skinny Confidential. This was two years in. I had started making money with the Skinny Confidential. And I was also still bartending and teaching Pure Bar. And I came home one night looking like a full-on homeless person. I had rats in my hair. My nails were chipped. You really could have waited till. Oh, but let's, let's back up a little more bit. More presentable. Even after all that persistence and all that time, I'm a practical person. And I still took my sweet time to propose. Yeah, we took our time. And here's the thing that I would say. When Michael and I were dating, so many people would say, oh, when is he going to propose? And that would make me upset because Michael and I together had a very team-like discussion of when it was right for us. And I didn't feel like we needed to share it with everyone. We just had like a a game plan. And so when people would infringe on that and ask that question, it was really like, it was kind of like coming into our privacy. So if you're out there and people are putting pressure on you to get engaged, just like do you. Or like, and this, honestly, this is primarily for women. Honestly, it is. Um, Not sexist or anything, but it's women that push this shit a lot. If you're, if you're one of those women that's in a relationship and you're getting shit from your friends about when a guy is going to propose or when he's going to do this or when he's going to get serious, honestly, the only person that you should be taking counsel from is him or her and yourself. Really, other people's opinions are irrelevant. I don't know, like, when it became... Like, I don't know what, what happened where society decides, like, what the timeline is on something like this. But I remember like, when, we, when we were going through this, you would give me so much shit because people say things or girls say things. And I'd always think to myself, like, what's wrong with these women that they're passing judgment on our relationship? Yeah, I don't feel like I ever pressured you, I, but it was really annoying when people would say things. It was like, mind your own business. Listen, we're not making a choice to go down to the baseball game. No, and like... when We're we, making a choice to spend a fucking life together. When we got engaged, we just stayed engaged. <laughs> yeah. For four years. Yeah, and that's another thing. When you get engaged, you don't necessarily... You don't have to jump right into the wedding. How fun is it to be engaged? I'm going to miss being engaged. Just to let you guys know, I see a lot of women get engaged and they get married six months later. Being engaged is so fucking cool. Like, be engaged. The guy likes you. We get it. Be engaged. You can live separately. Do your own thing. You can live together. You can. It's such a cool period. No one's asking you questions about kids. I loved being engaged. Yeah. It's, Did you? Yeah, I think... You know, listen. I don't believe in marrying... 
for love, right? Like that's going to piss a lot of people off. I think that everyone's what do you mean? Obviously, I love Lauren. That's that's a big thing. I think you can really, really be in love with somebody and just like completely be incompatible or not compatible, right? Like you have to figure out. Yeah, maybe you love this person. Maybe you really want to be with them, but can you be with them? Are you compatible? Do you guys have the same interests? Do you have the same life goals? Do you, do you have, have the same, same vibe? Frequency? Do you have this vision? Do you want to do the same things? Like, it. You want to love is love is not enough in 2016. People weren't bred to get in, or people weren't. They haven't evolved over time to just be in a loving relationship. I mean, it, it, it's it, you're either compatible and you have the same goals and the same mission. And you want to do the same things, or you're not. And if you're not, there's nothing wrong with that. And you shouldn't feel pressure. You you could still love somebody. So you proposed. So I proposed. How did you propose? Don't give too much away. So everything Lauren does is so on social media that I wanted, I wanted when I proposed to you to be not social media. I would have killed you if you proposed on social media. Isn't that weird? I yeah. wouldn't have liked that. I'm not gonna like have one of my friends hiding in the bushes like with a camera to pop out when I like get down on one knee down at the beachfront. No, I did not like that. So I, like that. I snuck into her house when you weren't there. Arrange it with some friends. And we're going to do a whole podcast on this, so don't give too much away. And um, I got all of her favorite things. Got all your favorite things. You had Bossa Nova playing. Bossa Nova. I had Hot Cheetos. I had your... You were looking... A couple of your recipes. So hot. I've never seen you look hotter. I, on I think the you other were, hand... I think you were looking at the ring and you were... You were I, I could have worn great. a trash bag on my the head. The ring was great, but I was looking at you. You were looking handsome. I'm giving you a compliment. Thank you. So we got engaged. We'll do a podcast on that. And I continued to live in my own house for another year. And I loved it. I loved living together. Oh, yeah. Home. We were engaged and not even living together. We didn't live together for a year and a half. So he lived He lived downtown and I lived in Del Mar. And I absolutely loved living on my own. I would recommend it to every girl out there. You really find your style and your voice and your jive. Living alone is one of the best things hands down I've ever done for myself. I feel like it totally helped me establish my independence and your independence living alone. Yeah. Um, and when we moved in together, this is another tip and I say this a lot. Make sure you don't move into his house or he doesn't move into your We've house. We've talked about this in the past. I had a beautiful place. He had the most beautiful place. You guys looked over the park in San Diego, was at the top floor, was didn't like want to move in. amazing space. Don't care. She made me leave the I place. I would have moved into a shack over your place. Because here's the thing. I miss that place. If I moved into your place, you would have been like, can you please pick up your towel off my floor? So now it's really great. We have a living room we can't sit in because it's all white furniture. Now we have a bright light place that's perfect for blogging. And he's not allowed to sit on the couch. But we can't have everything, can we? No. We sure can't. <laughs> we sure can't. Um, before we just continue the end of the story, can we just do a shot with an almond? Come on. Do a cheers I don't need the almond. Wedding. Cheers. Oh, cheers. Uh, Why don't you want the almond? Because I'm not a little girl. Tell them about the palmito almond. I take it down. It's a spicy almond. It's a spicy almond. Um, we're getting off track. We're starting to get a little loose here. Well, so I want to keep the show on track. I'm hopefully, I'm hopefully that the show, the sh- I breathe life back in the show now. Can you, know, you, can you feel the energy? You know, when, when Jordan and I were talking, it was chill. It was chill vibes. A little too chill. People were like, eh, okay. He's panicked per usual. Okay, anyways, to wrap up this story, we ended up moving in together into a new place. And um, I guess what we're trying to get out of this podcast or trying to give you guys is that take it slow. It doesn't have to be rushed. We were together forever. We've known each other since we were 12. Nothing is perfect. We work at our relationship every single day. On the flight down here, I, I literally thought I was sitting next to the devil. I am the devil. 
I was scared for my life. Good. I think that's pre, you're just pre-wedding jitters. No, that's how I'm going to be. No, but Lauren's right. It's it, this. Listen, honestly, this is what we've been saying for a very long time. A relationship is like a business in some way. You have to water it every single day. Everything is like a business in some way. Really, I'm not kidding. You're managing relationships. Manipulating chihuahuas. I don't like the word manipulation, but Nobody, yeah, I did. Yeah. I did like I did manipulate the chihuahuas, <laughs> but no, I mean nothing. You. When you rush into something, and I've been, and I've definitely been guilty of this in the past, you hurt yourself. You get into some trouble. You're gonna, you're gonna encounter things that you weren't expecting. When you take your time, go slow, and this isn't anything. Your business, your relationship, your friendships. You, re- you, you, you have time to figure things out. You have time to make calculated decisions. You have wrap time to decide. Around. Yeah, wrap your head around. You have time to decide if this is the right fit for everybody. Um, and so now we're going to walk down the aisle on Saturday, and I, I'm going to speak for myself, not you. I'm going to walk down the aisle knowing exactly who I'm marrying, exactly who I'm taking on this life journey, whether it's pros, cons, I know exactly what I'm getting. So my, my, unfortunately, my advice would be to just take your time. There's no rush. And you don't have to be in a relationship. You can be single and be happy too. On that note. You can be completely single and be happy. Okay. Well, we told a big chunk of our relationship story. We are going to have some popcorn souffle, maybe a little ceviche, and we are off. Remember to send in your questions to Twitter, Instagram. You guys can ask us whatever you want. We're pretty open. Use the hashtag AskHimAndHer, or you can send questions to our Snapchats, Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick. Remember to follow along the entire wedding We will be snapping away besides the ceremony. We're going to keep it cash then. We have a really fun idea for the, uh, for the wedding podcast. We're going to bring in a bunch of our friends to pop up, have a drink. Yeah, if they're not too drunk. Yeah, if they're not too drunk. So yeah, thanks for bearing along in this episode. I know it's a little bit off the normal format. We're down here, we're in Cabo and honestly, we just said fuck it this time and we just want to have a good time and I love a little flair. Tell our story and you know, get loose, get loose. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you're following along on Snapchat, and we will see you next week after we're married. Make sure to send your questions in at podcast at theskinnyconfidential.com. Thanks for listening to The Skinny Confidential, Him and Her, with Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick. Download new episodes every Tuesday at podcastone.com or subscribe now on the Podcast One app.